Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. Again, my name is Ken Ballard Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And I don't know if you know this, but we are actually in the middle of a series called Politics and Religion. Well, not necessarily the middle because, well, we just started it last Sunday. <laughs> so we are sort of kind of at the beginning. How about that? We'll put, we'll put it that way. But I am I'm excited to have you here. Hopefully this will be an opportunity for you to be encouraged. Specifically today, we're going to take some time to look at social media because there is no place where you see the arguments politically happening back and forth than you do on social media. But before we get there, I just want to cover some particulars. Uh, First of all, if you are listening to this podcast on our website, you can also find us on Spotify. You can also find us on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you download your podcast. You can subscribe. That way when we post something new, boom, you get it automatically. You can check it out and be a part of that. Also, just to let you know, uh, be, please be praying for me. Uh, by the time you hear this, I either will be meeting or will have met with the chief of the Torrance Police Department and myself and another pastor. We're actually going to meet with her. And that's right, I said her. I mean, how cool is that? That the chief of the police department in Torrance, California, is a woman. How awesome is that? I mean, that, that's, just, that's just phenomenal right there. So that alone just makes me excited to meet her because I would love to hear her story and her getting to this place of where she's at. And and I really do hope that tomorrow will be just an opportunity for us to be able to connect. Uh, Here's what we're going to do is we're going to be looking at race relations in uh, Torrance, California. And I, I think it's important to look at that and especially race relations specifically between the police and the citizens of Torrance just to make sure that our goal in meeting with them is hopefully to begin to build a dialogue because the pastor that I'm meeting with, we're actually part of a network of pastors called the South Bay Pastors Alliance. And we actually meet here in Torrance, California. And we would love to build a connection of or a relationship with the Torrance Police Department, where as a result of that, that we will be able to be maybe a go-between, I'm not sure what it may end up being, but that we will be able to build the kind of trust that can happen only when people are able to enter into relationships with each other. And who knows, maybe, just maybe, one day I may get lucky enough to have her come and to be a part of, part of this podcast. That would be really, really cool. Hopefully she'll be open to that. We'll see. We'll see. But just be praying for that tomorrow uh, especially now, uh, we had some challenges with race relations, but now Jacob Blake has happened, has happened, and you know last week, and and now the tensions are high once again. So I, I guess my goal is to look at what are the things that we can put into place so that we can make sure that this doesn't happen in our city. How, how can we do that? So I'm hoping that it will be an amicable conversation. Again, I'm not going in with guns blazing or anything like that. Uh, But I I really do hope that it would be just a great way to, like I said, lay a foundation 
for this relationship to be established and it becomes an ongoing relationship at that. So if you could be praying for that, that would be incredible. And last week, and next week, maybe when I get a chance, I'll let you know how it went. And I'll talk about that as well. So if you could be praying for us. Here's the beauty of living in this country is last week was the Republican National Convention. Two weeks ago was a Democratic National Convention. And here's the thing that's really interesting. Depending on who you talk to, you will either find the Democrats had the better convention, the Republicans had the better convention, or according to some, neither one had the better convention. Everyone is very interesting. They, they, they all have their own opinions about how those conventions went off and everything as well. And it's going to be interesting to see as we enter into the next couple months, as we get closer to November 3rd and we get ready to vote, to see where this goes. And, and I want to encourage you, you know, with that is just to get out there and vote. Whatever your thought process, whatever your belief is, whatever your political party may be, maybe if you're independent, whatever it is there might be, I want to encourage you to make sure that you do vote. Because here's the issue. If you don't vote, don't complain, <laughs> right? If you don't vote, don't complain because you had an opportunity to make sure that you had your voice to be able to be made known. Also, I want to encourage you as well, make sure that you are looking into some of your local elections, people that are running for congressmen, your local school board, whatever it might be. Make sure you're looking into those as well because those are just as important as the national election as the presidential election. So make sure you're looking into all of those as well so that you can make the most intelligent vote that you can make. But go out there and vote. Now, the thing that's really interesting to me is in November, I can tell you now, someone's going to be happy and someone's not. <laughs> like the Super Bowl, right? There are going to be people who will celebrate. And there'll be those who don't. <laughs> it's, it's going to wind up some way. Some people are going to be excited about the outcome. Some will not be excited about the outcome. We'll see. We'll see how it, we see how it goes. But I do want to encourage you to pray. Be praying for the election. Be praying for local government. Be praying for our community. Be praying for our nation. Be praying for the wisest person to be in that position. And whomever is in the presidential office, just pray for wisdom for them. Uh, especially when you look at the things that are happening with coronavirus, the things that are happening with our economy, things that are happening with race relations. I mean, there are some pretty huge bricks, you know, to lay down in this foundation of whatever the new president is going to be, or if... Trump will continue. Who, who knows? Who knows? Will it be Biden? Will it be Trump? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. But no doubt, like I said, it's so important to be praying. Now, again, as, as I'm talking, I think one of the important points that I wanted to get back to is this. You know, we began this series called Politics and Religion. The title of the message was Why, why the Social Media Hate? Why is it that way? 
Because again, if you look at social media, it's been that much of a challenge. I, I read some statistics on Sunday and, and, and I just wanted to look at a couple more. Again, it was from an article called The Partisan Divide Keeps Growing by the Washington Post. And here's one of the things that they said I thought was really interesting. Six in 10 Democrats say there's a great deal of difference between the parties, a sentiment which three quarters of Republicans agree. More than three quarters of each group sees the partisan divide as growing. And where can you see that? Social media. One of the places where you can see that is social media. And it also said this is really interesting. Nearly three quarters of each group believes that the two parties can't agree on basic facts. They can't agree on basic facts. And it is very interesting. When you look, when you look through Facebook, right? And, and, and I'm just saying Facebook because that seems to be the place where a lot of the arguments are happening is on Facebook. You'll get some on Instagram, but, but not as much. TikTok, you'll get people who will post things politically every once in a while, but mostly TikTok is a place you go to to laugh and have fun and just kind of let off some steam and to do some funky dances. <laughs> so TikTok is, I mean, there's some political things on there, but, but not too much. But Facebook, man. Matter of fact, here's what's really interesting is I saw someone had posted something on TikTok that was political. And then in the comments, someone said something about that political statement. And underneath that, someone said to them, man, get out of here with that stuff. Go back to Facebook. <laughs> That's what it said. That's what it really, really said. Really interesting. But no doubt on social media, that, that's one of the places where we really do see this divide happening. And here's one of the things that it says about social media. There's a organization called the Pew Research Center. And here's what they found. Republicans and Democrats who use social media are about equally likely to describe these disagreements as frustrating or say discussing politics with someone they disagree with reveals that they have less in common than they thought. For example, 71% of Republican users say in this new survey, they have found it frustrating and stressful to talk politics with others on social media that they disagree with. While a similar share of Democratic users, 69%, feel the same way. It's just, it seems to be frustrating because again, I think it goes back to something that I said on Sunday, is sometimes the goal of Facebook is I just want to prove my point. I just want to say my thing. And then we argue back and forth on the points. And the problem with that, and again, there's nothing wrong with debate, nothing wrong with that at all. But the interesting thing is when you look at the nature of the debate that you see happening on, specifically on Facebook, the, the nature, it, it's not happy banter going back and forth. Some of the threads politically are pretty, pretty intense. And I thought this part was really interesting where it says Republicans and Democrats who use social media are about equally likely to describe these disagreements as frustrating or say discussing politics with someone they disagree with reveals, and here's the part that I wanted to focus on, that they have less in common than they thought. They have less in common than they thought. 
And I'll be honest, like I've, I have experienced this. There are people that I've known for years. And, and now some of the things that are, are being posted, I look at and I thought, well, I, I thought we had more in common. Uh, when I look at some of the posts that, especially some of the posts that are, that talk about the racial divide that we see happening in our nation, some of it, quite frankly, shocked me. Some of the posts that I saw, you know, from people that were friends, from people that I served with, from people that I was in ministry with, from people that I spent time with, from people that I went out to dinner with, from people that I would actually call my friends at one point to see those differences and to realize, like, man, maybe our lives have just gone in two different directions. Maybe we don't have as much as, in common as I thought. But, but it seems to reveal that, right? There, there are people that you would think, like, wow, we get along, we're great, we're fine, and then, boom, some political things come out, and you think, man, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And, and I guess the question then becomes, like, how do we navigate this, this divide that we see that's growing, especially on social media? And that's what we really dove into on Sunday. I want to encourage you to make it a point to go back and watch the message on Sunday so that you can really look at what we dove into when it came to social media. We talked about why we can be combative on social media, why it seems to be easier to be combative on social media. We also looked at some questions that we could ask ourselves to help ourselves with our posting, which I think is good for us to do, is to make it a point to slow down whatever it is that we're going to post, to slow down whatever it is that we're going to say so that we can make a commitment to actually take a step back and really, really look at it and, and really take a opportunity to just truly look at ourselves. And I think that that's the thing that's really interesting because when I, when I look at social media, and, and I'll be honest, when, when I look at some of my responses, like, if you meet me in person, like, most people would say that I'm pretty amicable, that I'm pretty, I guess I'm, I'm able to, to carry a conversation, that I'm someone that you're able to relate to, that I'm pretty, I, I come off as, well, not come off, <laughs> that sounds like I'm pretending, but I am someone who's pretty laid back, and I think I am someone who's easy to get along with. But it's interesting because on social media, it, seem, it tends to bring out a different side of me. And, and have you noticed that as well? That sometimes when you're on social media, when you respond to things, you interact with things, it, it does, it, it brings out a different side of you. And I thought this was really great. In, in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 14, it says, starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate. So stop before a dispute breaks out. I want to encourage us to, to just begin to think about what it is that we post and why is that we post. Because on Sunday, one of the things that I really dove into is let's, let's take time to examine our motive. Like, why is it that you're posting this? Why is it that you're posting this? Let's, let's take a moment and let's look at this. Because I think it's important for us to do. Especially... If you are someone who's a Christian, and I think what's really, what's more important than that is we must make the commitment 
to begin to consider who is on the other side of the post that we're, that we're posting or who is on the other side of the response that we're making. And more importantly than that, it's also important for us to begin to look at who else is going to read this post? Who else is going to read this post? Because I think as Christians, here's the thing that we really have to be careful of. One of the things that we are accused of being is political to a point of intolerance, of being so political to the point that we are intolerant of others. Matter of fact, others will look at Christianity and say the one thing that they don't see is love, that they don't see the love in us. So, so is there a way that we can handle that better? Because I think we do need to begin to look at what we say. We really do need to begin to think about, like, if I post this, will this cause someone who is far from Jesus to walk away from Christ? Will this, let's, let's say, for example, there's someone that you've been reaching out to and you post whatever it is that you post. Will you now have essentially closed the door of the relationship that you could have with that person because they believe differently than you do? We really do need to think about our posts. Now, I already know what some Christians will say, right? Some Christians will say, well, Pastor Ken, what you should do is... What about taking a stand for Christ, a stand for Jesus? Well, Pastor Ken, are you so concerned with the thoughts of the world that you're trying so difficult to conform to the thoughts of this world so that you may be accepted? Those are the things that, do you, do you, did you like that? Did you like my religious Jesus voice that I just got into? <laughs> no, but that may be some of the responses that others have. But I know this. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be wise in the way that you act toward outsiders. In other words, you need to be wise of the way that you speak and the way that you conduct yourself to those who are outside of the faith. You need to be wise about that. Be wise. Because here's the thing, if we are communicating things in such a way that it drives people who are not of the faith away from the faith, and here's the thing too, and this goes back to my question before, what's more important, the point or the person? What's more important? Yeah, I make a great point. Yeah, I put all together, together all of the sound arguments to prove but if I post them in a way that is assassinating someone's character, if I post them in such a way that rather than healing the divide, it actually increases the divide, am I really honoring Jesus? Huh. It's, it's one of those questions I think that we really need to dig in. And, and really need to ask ourselves. Because, you know, Paul also said this to those under the law. I became like one under the law. Although I myself am not under the law. 
And he also goes on and he talks about to those who were not under the law. I became like one not under the law, although I myself submit myself to the law of Christ. So in other words, what, what Paul says is, I made a commitment to meet people where they were at in order to be able to win them to Christ. And I think it's very easy to justify religious bigotry and use scripture to be able to do so. I think so. And when I say religious bigotry, I'm not necessarily talking about the bigotry of white versus black. No, I'm, I'm talking about religious bigotry in the sense of Christian versus not Christian. Because I could tell you now, that's the way that the world can see what we do and what we post and the way that we act is, man, you are a religious bigot. You are. And, and that's a big word. It's a heavy, heavy word. But I think it's one that we need to ask ourselves. Based upon the way that I communicate, based upon the way that I come across, do I come across as a religious bigot? And if so, what am I willing to do to change that? What am I willing to do to change the way that I communicate with others? Because that, again, is huge. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3 says, Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. Only fools insist on quarreling. Here's the other thing that I think is, is really important for us. I, I've gotten into some conversations. And as Christians, here's one of the things I want to encourage us to be aware of. And one of the things that we've been fighting for is fairness. It's fairness. What is fair here? And, and, and that fairness really boils down to, as churches, are we allowed to meet? That's what it really boils down to, is can we meet right now? Not only can we meet, can we meet face to face? Can we meet indoors? Can we worship and praise God? Can we have our services? That's what it really boils down to. And the thing that we argue for is, is what we think is fairness. And, and sometimes when we stand on this idea of leading towards a constitutional right, we lean towards fairness. So here's the thing that I, I want to encourage us to, I'm not here to argue where the churches should meet or not. I'm not here to argue that. What you believe is what you believe. But what I want to do, what, what I do want to say is this. Again, are we pushing for fairness so much that at the risk of that, that we begin to exclude those who are around us and push them further away from Jesus as well? Because I think when you look at Christ, the thing that Christ didn't argue for was fairness. When Jesus was arrested, it wasn't fair. When Jesus was tried, that wasn't fair. And when Jesus was put on the cross to die for our sins, that wasn't fair. And in all that lack of fairness, the love of Christ shined through so tremendously that it began to change the world. Which brings me to my next point. When it comes to some of our posts, 
I want to encourage us to really begin to just think about just the heart behind why we post what it is that we post. I, I love what it says in Proverbs chapter 26, verses 20 and 21. Fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. And I, I wanted to focus on that part, a quarrelsome person. And is that the way that we come across? Like, is that the way that you come across? Is that the way that I come across? I'll be honest. I'll be flat out honest with you. Is that some of my posts, I stepped into a quarrel. And in some of my posts, I started a quarrel. And, and, and it really forced me to have to take a step back and look at, am I being that quarrelsome person? Am I being that person? Take a moment and just go back and look at your last 10 posts and just ask and just look at them and just gauge how many of my last 10 posts have to do with something political? How many of my last 10 posts have to deal with proving something? How many of my last 10 posts are argumentative? Because the thing is, is you may not necessarily be quarrelsome in real life, but your posts may look like you are. And if your posts look like you are, then that can also be something that closes the door from you being able to connect with those who are far from God. So that's something to, to seriously consider. How much, like look at your posts and think about how many of your posts generate love? How many of your posts share good news? How many of your posts are uplifting? How many of your posts draw people in? Because again, what does the saying go? You draw more flies with honey than with vinegar. <laughs> how many of us are communicating things of hope? Or are we so busy trying to prove our point that we've lost sight of that? That's what gave early Christianity its fire, was there was something so differently that stood out about it from all the other gods that existed in its time, from all of the other religions that existed in its time. I mean, certain things that they would do would just be huge. For example, children would be just thrown away. They would just be thrown away. And what the Christians would do is the Christians would go and those children would be adopted into their families. It was something so fundamentally different. So fundamentally different. So how can we be that way? How can people look at our posts as Christians and say, wow, that post and their posts and that person is different than all of the other posts that I see. It's so different than all the other posts that I see. So if we're going to do this thing on social media and if we're going to do it right and if we're going to do it well, I think that these are a couple of things that we really do need to look at. We need to look at, am I a quarrelsome person? Let's make a commitment and really 
be honest with ourselves. Be honest with ourselves. Let's take a moment and look at that. Let's also take a moment to look at, am I fight? Am I fighting so hard for fairness that I am no longer communicating the gospel? Let me say that again. Am I fighting so hard for fairness that I am no longer communicating the gospel? That's something to take a moment and really dig into and really look at. Let's make the commitment and let's be different in our lives and the way that we conduct ourselves in our posts. Let's be different. And let's allow the love of Christ to really begin to shine through us on social media. Now, I, and I also want to say this too. I'm not, I, I want to make this really clear. I'm not saying don't address issues. Because I think that there are times where we really do need to address issues. I'll tell you that my wife and I, on Facebook, we have made a commitment that when we see something that we feel like does not represent true Christianity, we've made a commitment to lovingly challenge that. And, and here's the reason why, is because honestly, we're thinking about the person who we're reaching to, but bigger than that, we're thinking about those who are connected to us, who read those posts, who know, people that we know that will look at that, and, and we want them to make sure that they're able to see a, a balanced view or balanced perspective of Christianity. And, and let me tell you that in doing so, it's opened up doors for us that were never opened before. It's opened up doors for us to talk to people. It's opened up doors where there are people who are now watching the Encounter Community Church live stream that never watched it before, never considered it before. But because of the fact that they saw the way that we talk about things, they said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go check this church out. I'm going to go check this church out. So I want to make it really clear. I'm not saying that we don't address issues. We don't talk about issues. No, 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 we do. But let's make sure that we, and here's what we talked about on Sunday. Let's make sure we do two things. Let's make sure, one, that before we post, that we take a moment to think about who is going to read the post, how that post is going to be received, and are we communicating hope? Are we communicating and I've kind of already covered that. But also, when you respond to someone's post, are you responding in such a way that you're pointing out what is best and giving hope in that post? Or in your argument, are you pointing out what is worse? Because that's when we can fall into character assassination. That's when we can call, fall into demeaning someone else. That's when we can fall into those things. And nothing really good ever comes out of that. But also, again, you need to think about that. If you're trying to reach people at your job and they see what you post, have you effectively closed the door to be able to reach people at your job? If you're on a soccer field, well, at least not right now because COVID-19 is happening, but maybe next year. <laughs> if you were on a soccer field, have you closed the door for you being able to talk to neighbors about Jesus and who he is because of what you posted? Let's take a moment, and let's really take time to think about that. Well, again, I, I want to take this time out to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I, I really do hope that this has been an encouragement to you. I'll tell you, honestly, this social media stuff challenged me. 
And I hope it challenges you too. I hope that what it does is it moves you in such a way that you begin to think about like, man, I, I really need to be aware of my voice because words are powerful. Again, the scripture says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what are we going to do with this Proverbs 18:21? So what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with our words? Are we going to be people that bring about healing? Let's, let's do that. Let's be that. Let's make it a point to make sure that we are so fundamentally different than this world, so fundamentally different than the political posts that we see, that as a result, we become a beacon of hope, a beacon of love. And maybe, just maybe, we'll attract others to be a part of the kingdom. Maybe. Just maybe. Well, I hope that you'll join us for the live stream this coming Sunday at 10.30 a.m. And again, the goal of that, this Sunday we're going to be talking about fear. One of the reasons why we take some of the political stances that we take and we are so entrenched in them is because we're afraid. And this Sunday I'm going to talk about what is it that we are afraid of, and I'm also going to talk about the antidote to that fear as well. I'm going to talk about the antidote to that fear as well. So make sure that you're there this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. And then also next Sunday, or next Wednesday, sorry, is our mobile food bank. So if you know people who are hungry, please invite them to come out next Wednesday between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And again, just a reminder that Encounter Community Church is about three things. Love up, love out, love in. Love up. What is one way that you can grow more and more in love with God this week than you did last week? Love out. What is one way that you can show more love to your fellow man and maybe begin to look at social media and your posts and maybe begin to change how you conduct yourself that way? And love in. Take care of yourself. Make sure that you're taking the opportunity to grow and to develop. Make sure that you are making a point to also take care of yourself. Get rest. Grow. Be committed to being a better you. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. Please take a moment to head over to whatever source you're listening to for the podcast to rate and review us. And also, if there are things that we can do well, please feel free to reach out and let us know what those are. If you'd like to continue to support Encounter and our efforts to make a difference in our community, then feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving and feel free to make a donation that will allow us to be able to make a difference in our community and also to be able to do podcasts and those kind of things such as this. And please subscribe today to our YouTube channel. Make sure you click the little bell for notification. That way when we post new things, you'll be notified of that. Same thing as well on our Facebook page. Head over to that and feel free to like us there. That way we post new podcasts, new events, those elements, you will also know about those as well. Well, again, thank you so much. God bless you and have a great day.